1: Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering.
2: For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvelous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tics
1: Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com iron filings. Here, here we go. Here we go. Here we go,
2: here we go, here we go,
1: here we go. This is it! This is Top Flight Tune Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow.
2: I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? And can I just say, I love Top Flight Tune Machine. People Mm. often say, Sam, you're involved in the podcasting world. Mm. What podcasts can you recommend? Mm -hmm. What do you like? Mm. And I say Top Flight Mm. Tune Machine. Mm. It's one that I do bi-weekly with Andy Dawson about... Mm. Historic pop charts that we deep dive, and they go. Do you have any others that you personally are not involved in? And I tell them the truth. No. <laughs> There's a I West Ham. I don't Town even po- listen
1: back to them. I don't, I don't even do- listen
2: back to them. I just I, enjoy doing yeah, them. Exactly. Exactly. I don't listen back to any other because I used to listen back to Top Flight Time Machine, and uh, you know, l- I'd have a listening party. Yeah. Once, once my family, my, my yeah. wife and daughter heard me listening to Top Flight Tune Machine in the bathroom when I was on the toilet (laughs) and I think maybe laughing. (laughs) So I gave that up. I don't listen back, but I like doing this because it's not, it's fun to talk about music. Um, I listen to, there's a West Ham. I do a West Ham podcast for the athletic, which is, which is all right. Don't listen back to it. Obviously it's all right. (laughs) But, but there's another West Ham podcast that I do listen to religiously. And okay. that's my other main podcast.
1: Are you so, not on that then?
2: I'm not on it, weirdly. Have you ever been on it? No, they've never asked me.
1: Oh, do you feel as though you'd want to be on it?
2: No, I don't actually, because it's just really good. It's these two blokes. One's an ITK, right? Um, and he's like, you know, really is a good one. He knows his stuff. Hmm. And I know him a, a bit, through him coming on TalkSport and stuff. And he actually came as a guest on my on my West Ham podcast, but and the other one's just a, a very passionate West Ham fan, and I just like listening to them talking to each other. Right. And um, like, for instance, there is some parallels with about Time Machine because the other day it's, it's about West Ham, which is obviously first and foremost so I like it. But the other day they do a Q and A at the end of the show where people just send in questions, and because they've become sort of a cult, people yeah. now ask them non West Ham questions. People are just interested mm, in them, see, and they go, yeah. "What food?" Do you like? And they spoke (laughs) for about half an hour on their food's likes and dislikes. And I found it so compelling and entertaining (laughs) that I then played it back to my wife and Lenny. (laughs) (laughs) And my wife was just like... Len thought it was really funny. My wife was just like... It was like her opinion of me had reached a new low when she realized that that was what i i considered it to be the best podcast there was because they're literally just going what it said what is your favorite food and the bloke goes well to be honest i'm a traditionist i just love a good kebab and then they just talked about their kebab preferences for 10 minutes then went on to pie and mash obviously because it's a west ham Mm. podcast and just talked about what they like to eat and i just love listening to shit like that mate
1: I've got to admit, I now and again enjoy what can only be described as a sober kebab. I mean, a oh, kebab yeah. is kind of meant to be for this time, proof. isn't it?
2: Yeah, but you know, I'll still eat them.
1: Sometimes uh, you just got to have some doner meat, in you. I mean, you don't. Yeah, obviously, you're I'm a vegetarian, vegetarian, but
2: I'll go and have like a falafel. I don't yeah. know if that counts as a as a kebab. If you're I'm having not sure. the I'm bread sure,
1: but stuff with
2: falafel, salad, and loads of chili sauce and garlic sauce.
1: Oh, yeah. still not sometimes really it's a kebab, like, is it? Sometimes I'm like, kids, it's takeaway night. What do you fancy? And we'll get whatever, you know, whatever they want Nothing. I will opt out, kids, from your MACDs, whatever you're going to get. I'm going to mm. go rogue. I'm going to have a, a sober kebab.
2: Nah, you can't beat it, mate. I, there's no shame in a sober kebab. Uh, it's my takeaway night. Tonight, we're recording this on a Friday.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I always have my curry too, on a Friday. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely buzzing. For, honestly... From the moment I wake up
1: mm-hmm.
2: on a Friday, I'm thinking curry night, and the whole yeah. day I'm buzzing about it. On Thursday night, as I've reported before, is chip night in my house. Of course, and my mum, chips. my mum sends me a text on a Thursday because she knows she sent me. A, she does not do it every Thursday, but when she remembers, like she did it yesterday, I get a text in the morning around about eight thirty, just saying happy chip day. <laughs> <laughs> and i like, yeah. That's fantastic. Forgot, it's like, I forgot it was Thursday, but my mum's one step ahead of me. <laughs> Happy Chick Day.
1: That's brilliant. Mm. I mean, you're talking about Top Flag Tune Machine as being your favourite podcast. Yeah. Uh, because we, we talk talking about the music and that. And we've just spent five minutes not talking about music. We're just talking yeah. about other stuff. Things,
2: other things. Is chips, that what makes it special Yeah. I just like, uh, yeah, it's just nice that we've got, we do have the option to start mm. talking about any of these songs whenever we choose to. We may choose not to, but i like we to know not. the options there. Um, the anyway. of this
1: episode is framed around the 28th of December 1994, top 40, mm. whether we'll get to it or not, who knows. I was just um, talking about Christmas. I was thinking Christmas dinner, and then I thought, has anyone ever had a takeaway or a kebab for Christmas dinner? But uh My I brother in then...
2: law had pot noodle for Christmas dinner once. Was he in prison? No, he asked for it. It was when he was a teenager and he right. they, he was a vegetarian at the time. And I don't know, maybe it was maybe it was a power play, because mm. teenagers love a power play against their oh, parents, God, don't, don't they? They're... It's non stop how... power plays. How,
1: how old's your daughter now?
2: Thirteen. Right, just Mike's recently 16.
1: thirteen. You will not believe the shit you've got to come in three years or so. Jesus we had a Christ, long mind games. That's we had a long debate war.
2: last night about lad culture,
1: right? And
2: my daughter said, "And you part
1: in it in the past."
2: Yes, she <laughs> announced that she didn't like lad culture, mm. and I said, "But what do you perceive as lad culture?" And she started to portray it as just basically a mixture of kind of homophobia mm. and misogyny. Right. and so forth and I said well I think that's unfair I said you can be a lad but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're all of those things yeah. oh, the debate got pretty deep and in the end she was so good mm. at twisting me up like a trained QC yeah.
1: like, it was like yeah. being
2: in the room with Timbrel right Yeah. in the end I literally became without even noticing what was happening <laughs> I became a gammon right and i and i i'm yeah. I'm, tr- I'm pleading with her going i'm not like that i said you know i'm a i'm a really liberal person da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. and she goes well you can sit and say that but anyone can sit and say that can't they and by the end she proved i proved her point for her because i was trying to explain to her i think at one point i was trying to explain to her how the white working class felt like their culture was being undermined <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I was just like
2: what did I just Hang say on? that <laughs> and I'd had said it and uh, so this morning I went back to it, I said I really enjoyed that debate we had uh, just to clarify I think you were completely right and I was wrong lad Whoa. culture's awful <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah they can do that can they, they I capitulated can, uh, completely yeah I'm almost scared to get into a conversation with my daughter now because of where yeah. it'll end it's horrifying yeah
2: they're, they're, they're very thoughtful and that I mean, I find that they, they, they're one step ahead. They know what you're going to say yeah. before you've yeah.
1: said it. I don't know where they get all this from. A lot, to be fair, maybe I do, because um, I remember saying to my daughter, I don't know, a year or two ago, I said, you know, I've, I think I've raised you really well. And she says, <laughs> and she said something like, uh, no, no, all of my influences come from Instagram, not from you.
2: Yeah, well, apparently... So my daughter's getting most of it off of tiktok it'll
1: be tiktok now yeah yeah.
2: and you can think that tiktok's just full of idiots miming along to songs but Mm. apparently it's heavily political there's all sorts Mm. of fascinating debates and i can tell you she fucking knows her stuff to an intimidating degree yeah and um really ties me up in knots and apparently, it's all coming from TikTok. So I'm all for TikTok. However, um, I have heard that TikTok is a Russian is a Chinese spying operation yeah,
1: that I've may heard soon that be outlawed.
2: Is that true?
1: I have no idea. I've heard that. Have as you well, heard but I've that? I've got no like, idea. I yeah. don't know whether there's any truth in that. I, I haven't got well. Listen,
2: if, if the Chinese are spying on us through TikTok, then I think it's a price worth paying. Because I feel that my daughter has been really thoroughly educated in a way mm. that certainly I, and probably a school, could never do.
1: I feel really sorry for the young men of, say, 13 to 17 that are around now because they've got no chance with a certain percentage of the mm. young women. Because according these, according women, to her, these young a lot women of just are, pity them.
2: According to her, a lot of them are still really misogynistic these young lads yeah and they say like the other day there was a group chat where apparently some young lads were saying I don't know why women moan so much about getting their period once a month right Um, or the pain of giving birth it's no worse than being kicked in the balls and I said well you should say to them that women don't have a choice in having a period once a month whereas to be honest, being kicked in the balls, yeah, is painful, but it doesn't happen that often. I mean, it certainly doesn't happen on a monthly basis, you know.
1: <laughs> repeatedly like, for a few days each month.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, every day, it's usually the second week of every month for about three days. Sometimes it lasts a bit longer. I am kicked repeatedly in the bollocks.
1: <laughs> By I mean, machine. how many
2: times, how many times <laughs> has the average bloke been kicked in the bollocks? The last time I was kicked in the bollocks, I think I was at primary school... <laughs> And I don't my balls hadn't even dropped yet. <laughs> so effectively, I've maybe never been kicked what, in the bollocks. And that's, that's me. One I'm a person there, I, you know, yeah, mate, yeah, that could be true. Because I was yeah. well there was a phase at primary school where there was a lot of kicking in the balls going on. It became just a thing.
1: Bo- kick him in it's the fucking
2: season. ball. Kick him in the balls. Right.
1: But <laughs> yeah. there wasn't any balls I'd, there. Kick him in the non-balls.
2: Kick him in the sack. <laughs> Lens made, that reminds me of Lens Made Up another James Bond movie slash buddy called Hoover Balls <laughs> and he even wrote a song for really. it so Hoover Balls is the next one keep them coming in listeners if you've got any yeah James we haven't Bond read them baddie. out yet
1: have we we'll have to get around to that because yeah. this is the wrong time or place shall we have a look at this top 40 from 1994 Christmas yeah we probably should where were we What was there anything we talked about Stay Another, another Day
2: about? we talked about All on For Christmas Is You a bit about yeah. whatever I'd rather skip past Love Me For A Reason by Boyzone. Although I always found it a weird sentiment, that love me for a reason. I mean, love me for no reason.
1: Well, I mean, the second line is let the reason be love. So, I mean, it just ties itself up yeah. in knots, doesn't it?
2: What the fuck are you on about, Jesus Keating, Christ. you twats? It
1: was the fucking Osmonds as well that did that originally, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Well, Cut yeah. Cotton I Joe. Joe. We've established that I listen to Cotton I Joe once a month.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: I don't Dion, remember Think really
2: Twice asked. by Celine Dion. Don't remember it.
1: Oh, it was number one for fucking ages. Was Jesus. it? Oh, I probably oh, would God, remember yeah. it then. Just, this, is, this, this is going back to my L price era, though. It was number right. one for seven fucking weeks in early '95. But um, yeah, it had gone down that week and then it ended up going back up the charts and got to number one. Weird.
2: Very strange. What, from your experiences in our price, what was the demographic who were buying all those Celine Dion records? Was it your housewife?
1: Yeah, mainly your housewife or perhaps, I was going to say young professional, but um, I don't (laughs) think... I'm a young
2: professional. I've I've got a company car. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty senior figure in the marketing department. Uh, I've got a busy life. At weekends, I usually play sport and sometimes attend in the summer months barbecues held by other executives. Yes, I do think that music is an important part of my lifestyle choices, but because I'm busy, I don't have a long time to analyse those choices. So I simply go to my hour price and pick up whatever the latest record by Celine Dion is.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I can't really remember what the sort of uh, demographic was for it. Because in the end, when you've got so many people buying it, all you do is you, you, you don't even see their faces anymore. It becomes just like, become like, like a, just like a, a blur. Vietnam sort of situation where you just didn't live in hell. Are oh, you having a listen to it, are you?
2: I'm having a listen to it. I remember it now immediately. It's quite good, actually. Yeah, yeah it's not too bad. Fair enough. Maybe I'm just, I think I despised it then when I was, what would I have been then, 19. Now I'm 45 and I'm like, she's all right.
1: She's all right. It's
2: lovely. Lovely tune
1: Yeah. Then we got Crocodile Shoes by Jimmy Neil.
2: This is
1: from um, Jimmy Neil's TV series of the same name, which was his follow-up to Spender.
2: What was it about, Crocodile Shoes?
1: Oh, it was about a bloke. It was a singer, I think, who, uh, I'm just going to have a look, uh, a uh, yeah, it was uh, he was a factory worker, obviously, you know, mm. working class fella, who became a country and western singer. Yeah. Um he was Jed Shepard. Jimmy Jed Shepherd. Jed yeah. Shepherd. And it was I think it was very <laughs> it much sounds like
2: a name from the Yen <laughs> <laughs> I
1: think it was very much um a vanity project, let's say, on the back of the success of Spender. Mm-hmm because you remember in the second series of A in Impact where Jimmy Neal's Oz uh, got up on stage in the pub and sang a song. Oh, yeah. And it was like that serious bit because he sang it really well and no one realised that he was a good singer and all that. Yeah. I, I imagine Jimmy Neal pushed really hard for that scene yeah. to be included in the series. Said,
2: um, um, you were the breakout hit of Series 1 and we've been told that's why we're being recommissioned. Yeah, well, I might not sign a new contract. Um, I've had other offers from other channels, um, but if I am going to sign, there's a few stipulations that I've got. Number one, you write a storyline whereby Oz gets up on stage and sings one of the following songs to an extremely (laughs) high standard. (laughs) Because
1: you see, I've got a lot of strings to me bow. I'm not just the big hard man. I've got a soft and tender side as well.
2: It's important I'm gonna, that I get to showcase that in series two of <laughs> I'll be the in Pet, <laughs>
1: uh, And, of course, he got to do an entire series of that. Two series, actually, Crocodile Shoes. But the most interesting thing for me personally about Crocodile Shoes and the soundtrack of it is that um, on the album, I think three or four songs were written by Paddy McAloon of Prefab Sprout. Wow! So some of the songs on Crocodile Shoes are of a, a higher standard than you might expect.
2: Yeah. I wonder if Jimmy now just had got to know him, and that's how he'd got it. Yeah, I'm sure done. they'll
1: have some northeast connections and all that. You know, it's, it's a it's I like mean, a village. I,
2: I thought Crocodile Shoes was appalling, and his singing in it was awful.
1: Crocodile
2: hmm. Shoes. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, definitely. But
2: I really liked his first hit, which was from at least two years previously. Which is I don't need
1: nobody else.
2: I love you. She's lying. She's lying. <laughs> it <Ain't> no <laughs> doubt,
1: it no doubt, which got a number one. That was another massive our price hit as well because of course local interest. Do you know what I mean? It's the kind uh, of thing again. The local, housewives coming in, in the drawers. About
2: time we had some local pop to buy instead yeah. of all this imported shape from Liverpool yeah. and London.
1: Yep, you always get a bit of added incentive when it's a local lad doing it. So, yeah. uh, it no doubt was massive in our price.
0: Jalapeño.
1: Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans.
0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño.
1: But I mean, it, it, no doubt, it's not a shit song. It's a good It's a good tour tupper. I like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It reminds his, 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 his rubbish.
2: His shit, his shit is I can't this, believe it got to number seven.
1: The follow-up that he did was Cowboy Dreams, which Paddy McAleon <laughs> wrote that one. Right. Um, and Paddy, I think, appeared on Top of the Pops with Jimmy playing the drums. That's Get something to, to have a look at later oh, on. Oh, yeah,
2: I'll YouTube that.
1: Um, and then he wrote about three or four songs on the soundtrack, and then he wrote about another two or three on the second series soundtrack. And then he ended up recording them all himself for a Prefab Sprout album a few years later. He must have heard them and thought, you know, these songs I've done, they're really good. But Jimmy kind of maybe hasn't done the best version of them, you can imagine, so <laughs> I'll do them properly. Double bubble.
2: Jimmy Nail did get carried away with himself a little bit. I wonder yeah. what, what... What's Jimmy Nail do now?
1: I would say semi-retirement. I don't think the offers are flooding in quite so much he's, uh, as they he's did. Probably,
2: yeah, he's, dough he's probably got plenty in the bank, hasn't
1: he? I would think so, yeah. Yeah, one of my favourite ever fast show sketches is the one Gideon Soames, the historian that Simon mm. Deere plays. Yeah. And he's in front of a big stately home and he's talking about its history. And then at the end he says, uh, sadly, we have recently learned that the house may have fallen into the hands of Jimmy Neal.
2: <laughs> 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 fallen into the hands of... <laughs> yeah, Genius. I imagine him living that lifestyle, that stately home <laughs> lifestyle. Um at number eight, Them Girls, Them Girls by Sig and Zag. Don't remember the song. Do remember Zig and Zag though, they were good.
1: They were, yeah. I mean the Big Breakfast was great, wasn't it, when that first started? Brilliant. Early nineties, mid nineties. Sig and Zague. Well, my five big, to every my big
2: era of it, although I, I know that it's sort of probably its most famous era was around now when Chris Evans was doing it. Yeah. But I was still a student so I was never, ever up. Ever. Watching the Big no. Breakfast, I heard it was the sort of thing you were aware of because it was always mm. in the tabloids, and it was the show mm. that everyone went on, everyone talked about. I never saw an episode because I was always in bed, but uh, I, I didn't students. get around to starting to watch it until I left university, got a job yeah. in the later nineties, about ninety-seven. By which yeah. time it was Johnny Vaughan and <laughs> Denise Van Outen, and when they were doing it, it was fucking brilliant.
1: Uh-huh. Also fantastic, yeah. Yeah, it really yeah. was. I mean, I, I obviously I had a job. I wasn't a layabout student like you. No, I had to be up and in no. work for a quarter to nine each morning. You living so real I did, life. I did yeah. see it every morning. Not all of it, but I did see it before I went to work. But the uh, do you, uh, you, you won't remember, obviously you didn't see it. There was one week when, um, it might have been the, the Chris Evans era, and he was off. Bob Monkhouse stood in. Oh, Bob Monkhouse great. did the big breakfast for a week.
2: Yeah. I mean, even Great. that that sort of thing, them having the idea to do that sort of thing, and Bob Where's that gone? Why is that,
1: that not there anymore? No that budgets? sort of
2: experimentalism uh, and that kind of imagination was... You know, you got that in TV. It was brilliant. Fucking brilliant. Johnny Vaughan was... Anthony went out on... They were so funny, and they used yeah. to do these sort of sketches in it, like, towards the end of the show, there'd always be a game in which they sort of usually dressed up and played funny characters. Like, there was one called yeah. Yanks for the Memories, where they just played two obese American tourists.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I remember that, yeah.
2: I've got such fond memories of so many items on that show. It was a brilliant programme. Yeah, and then was. they uh, ended it. They ended it abruptly when nine eleven happened because they decided, actually, when things like that happen, how can Channel 4 cover it in the morning when our mm. only sort of live show is this sort of anarchic madhouse so we're gonna do a serious new show in the morning. So they commissioned something called Rise, which I was offered a job on.
1: who And
2: and turned down. Wow. Because I was I was presenting a show on channel five, the boss of my show got poached to go and edit that show. And yeah. then she said to me, Will you come and do do it as a roving reporter and then hosting in the studios part of the panel once a week? Right. And uh Oh mate, I thought at that point the world was in my fucking hands. I yeah. thought, I'm getting offers of, you know, I'm getting offers of work over the phone. I'm the rhinestone cowboy the rhinestone of British cowboy television. television. And so rather than just say, yeah, I'll do it and I'll take the money, mm-hmm. I went, hmm, let's see. Interesting offer. Of course, mm-hmm. I have many other offers to <laughs> contemplate. What else can you give to me to twist my <laughs> arm? And they're a bit like, listen, mate, we're Channel 4, you're on Channel 5. It's a step up, take it or it's leave it, higher. dickhead. We're already annoyed now that you haven't just said yes.
1: <laughs> what is this going to contribute to my career trajectory?
2: Yeah, it was all that shit. And then even went to Channel 5 and did this. Obviously, I need hardly tell you, Channel 4 want me to go and work on their new TV show Rise. You would have been It's going to be like this. the Big
1: Breakfast, but we think it'll be bigger.
2: But probably better. <laughs> they see me... Um, And this isn't a direct quote, but I could tell in their eyes, as like Johnny Vaughan, but funnier. So (laughs) tell me what you're going to offer me to stay here. And again, (laughs) it was this. Fuck all, mate. I mean, listen, you've got a good job here. Um, It probably won't last for very long, but, you know, take your leave. If you leave, fine, we'll just get some other cunt to do it. In fact, this is what really happened. Right. Right. My agent, this is embarrassing. I'm a minute, but fuck it, you got Good. to own this shit. Said, for? said, went to the boss at Channel Five and went, Sam will stay if you give him a long-term contract that is not just for this show but across the channel, so he can do other shows on the channel as well. These are the sort of contracts that big talent at the BBC get offered. Do you know what I mean? This is the sort of shit that in this era Ant and Deck will get right. And what this age. Like golden
1: handcuffs deal or something It's a like golden that.
2: handcuff deal. I was doing a Saturday lunchtime show on Channel 5, right, that had a small <laughs> audience and wasn't that yeah. good. And I'd been offered this job at Channel 4, which was not a huge job. Like I say, they wanted me to be roving reporter, and they said they'd let me do Fridays in the studio, right? And and they, I don't know if you remember, right, but it wasn't like you'd be the main host because there was a panel of four or five hosts every day. All sitting behind a desk. It was a shit program. Mm. It failed. And uh, so it was only like, it wasn't a big deal, but went completely over the top. And this is the classic power play by Channel 4. I've got to respect them. The agent was giving it. Yes, yeah, Sam might go. Channel 4 want him. They want him bad.
1: They want they him didn't real want bad. Me bad.
2: They'd, give, they'd gone, if you want the job, here it is. If not, fuck off. Right. Uh, so listen, you've got to really work out a really good, attractive offer for him to stay. <laughs> I walk into the shoot. I made the show at ITN, in their studios and their offices, and we did a lot of work on it in the week before record, like doing it live on a Mm. Saturday. When I walked into the office the day after my agent had had this conversation with the bosses of Channel Five, I walked past the studio where we filmed it on a Saturday, (laughs) and my co-host, right, (laughs) um, who I think at the time was it was Anita Arani, right, was in there with. The Radio One broadcaster Scott Mills sitting in my place, oh. and I went, "What's all that?" And they Who said, "Who's oh, this cunt?" Uh, "Who's this cunt?" And I go, "Scott Mills." And I went, "Oh, never heard of the cunt." <laughs> he's, uh, I said, "What's he doing in there? Vanita? And I go, "Well, he's doing a he's doing a pilot episode for the show." Why? That's my fucking show. They go, "Well, <laughs> last week you were fucking off to Channel Four, mate. What do you think <laughs> we're gonna do? Sit our dick in our hands?" <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, what a power play. Anyway, I stayed. Oh,
1: man. And now you do podcasts.
2: Stayed till the end of the year. Show got cancelled anyway.
1: Who had the last laugh? Delaney. No. No, no.
2: no. My show got cancelled anyway.
1: Oh, you were jobless yeah. then.
2: But so did rice get cancelled. So, look at this way, whatever decision I'd made, I still would have ended up jobless. So, <laughs> I'm the real winner.
1: You totally I
2: <laughs> yeah, well the joke's on you, dickheads, right? Because <laughs> Rice has been cancelled as well. So it turns out everything I touch turns to shit.
1: <laughs> so the you're
2: stuff- the mugs forever hiring me.
1: Even the stuff I'm vaguely associated with we don't actually yeah. work on. Even turns the stuff when shit. there was
2: a rumour I might be joining it gets cancelled <laughs> just in
1: case. View and figures plummeted.
2: <laughs> yeah, the, when the rumour went round that Delaney might be coming in. The,
1: the rumour was in the bizarre page in The Sun. Yeah. The showbiz page.
2: Yeah, Piers, Piers Morgan.
1: <laughs> oh, well. You haven't uh, uh, don't you?
2: Yeah. It's all, it's all grist to the mill, mate. Yeah, it's all, it's all just a game, innit? It's, it's all life experience, innit?
1: Of course it is. So that's um, Zig and Zag. <laughs> that's girls, Zig and Zag. Girls. Power um, Rangers
2: don't know anything. I mean, I know who the cunts are. Yeah. I know, I know what their I don't know what their agenda is, but I'm familiar with their um, MO and I, their I, oofra.
1: I, I met them at Disney World in um two thousand and nine. Nice they lads. They're very friendly. Very nice friendly, lads. yeah. Yeah, yeah. No good problem as
2: Never gave yeah. you a moment's trouble.
1: They didn't speak, but um good. there was lots of uh, hand gestures and, and, and exciting movements that they did. Pauses. Um so they were good. Um I think that's probably the only person in this chart that I've met actually. I can't think of any uh, scrolling down. Never of met
2: Louis Armstrong.
1: Never met Louis Armstrong, unfortunately, no. No, we were in the same circles for a long time, but I never met him.
2: <laughs> we have all the time in the world. That must have been on an ad, if that was at number yeah, 10. Yeah, it was. I want to say it was say a Guinness, ad, Guinness wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it was a Guinness slowly settling. Yeah, yeah,
1: that was nice. I don't
2: know why they ever used that as a marketing tool, the fact that it took ages to be ready. For mm. me, that was the reason not to get a Guinness.
1: I think there's that kind of thing about its quality, isn't it? Because you've got to wait a little bit longer for for high quality. But when I walk
2: into a pub, when I drank, I'd want to go, give give me (laughs) the quickest beer. Give me the quickest beer you've got. I'll have a pint of beer. What beer? What's the quickest you've got? What do you mean? Well, what is the minimum time between you pouring it and it being in my fucking mouth? (laughs)
1: I'll have a pint of the (laughs) quickest and the second quickest, but I'll drink the quickest while I'm waiting for the second quickest to settle. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Uh, don't you fucking dare even so much as glance at the fucking Guinness tap, mate, because <laughs> I have not got fucking time for that nonsense.
1: Well, you would drink Guinness when you thought that um, you hadn't anything to eat for a while, because Guinness is like food, isn't it, it? it? It's got iron thick. in it. Yeah, it looked like yeah. a protein shake. Yeah, basically that was it. That was the that was the thinking behind it.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, I haven't had Guinness for fucking ages. I haven't been in a fucking pub for ages. I haven't been in a pub since March. That's Even not I've right, been is in it? a
2: pub more recently Even than you me. have.
1: Yeah,
2: I've been to a couple of pubs recently.
1: Is it good? Is it uh, all
2: right? What uh, the one I went to in the countryside where my brother's moved to, I went to his local and that was really good. All right, um, and he ate some testicles, so he ate sweetbreads, which I what, think are yeah, testicles.
1: They are testicles. Yeah, from what animal though? Uh,
2: I reckon they were sheep's
1: sheep's testicles. Okay.
2: So that was did quite he, good.
1: Did he do that just because he wanted to see he'd eating testicles? It's
2: just the sort of fucking thing he does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just okay. like yeah, big deal. Yeah. I'm eating testicles. Don't shit yourself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, what else has gone? Anything else please, before we wrap it up in this please chart? Please come
2: home for Christmas by Bon Jovi. No Fuck memories off. of that. No. Hold me, throw me, kiss me.
1: Don't remember that. Glory, rest the fun. I'm going to stop putting the music in these episodes because I've heard that there's uh, there's a reckoning coming and that record companies, you know, in the way they can tell you've used copyrighted music in YouTube videos and they'll, they'll delete them and all that. Mm. Something similar is coming with podcasting. They're going to be able what, to where scrape They troll it. Yeah. Yeah,
2: that's the problem, isn't <sighs> it? They're
1: computers. So I'm going to stop putting the music in. If you want to hear anything. You know what I call that kind of listening. software?
2: Robot grasses. That's yeah, what it is.
1: Robot cunts.
2: Mm. Uh, but I would say if before we go that Let Me Be Your Fantasy by Baby D is a fucking banger
1: yes, it is yeah
2: and is probably the best song just quickly scrolling through the best song in this top 20 there's a sure. few
1: bangers in this uh, Crazy by Eternal is that the one? Yeah. Was that- oh no that wasn't the first hit it was Steer wasn't it that was stays the good one by turn, yeah. I
2: think and uh, not mad on crazy what other bangers um, have we got in this channel? Baby um, come Back by Pat O'Banton can't not knock a it
1: banger. not a banger
2: <laughs> um,
1: um, Put Yourself In My Place by Kylie that's a good one
2: that is brilliant now that I think we talked about that before but that Kylie Minogue album where mm-hmm. she sort of rebranded herself briefly as a sort of kind of a, a hip credible artist and she yeah. got I can't remember who she collaborated with but I think I think she might have even done. I think the Pet Shop Boys might have done one with her. Or anyway, and then she went sit back. Phase the end. That she, she worked with she,
1: at the end on it. Some yeah, other. she.
2: It was probably the similar era, but not on that album. She did to someone Nick Cave, didn't she? But yeah. that album is a brilliant album. And put yourself in my place
1: mm-hmm.
2: is fucking great. Really good video as well, mm-hmm. in which she's floating in space and slowly all her gravity removes all of her clothes, item by item.
1: That's gravity Don't for know if you. That
2: sh- I that's don't know if that's it, yeah, because it's gravity is like that. It's a bit gravity. Sir John Gravity is a bit of a Sid James type he character.
1: Is dirty bastard!
2: Always yeah. oh, using it. You can use it however you want, but I usually <laughs> use it to get brass off lasses. <laughs>
1: well, as and when I can. <laughs>
2: yeah, only if they're in space. On Earth, it's harder to do. With
1: it, but you know, something I like to do now and again. So
2: if you get if you get a lass up in space. Which thankfully is more common nowadays, mm. right? And I think that's right <laughs> because, yeah, I do like ladies, and I am a bit old-fashioned in the way that I am towards women. But I do believe in equal rights, so <laughs> I'm all for them sending the lasses up into space. When they are in space, I am able to use my powers to unclasp their bra straps.
1: And that's what happens. That's gravity for you. They know what. They know what they let themselves into when they go up there. It's happened before. Sl- it'll happen again. <laughs>
2: I say to them, "If you don't, if you don't like it, don't come up don't into come space. Up space. <laughs> this is my domain. Down there on Earth, you're safer because I, my powers there are limited."
1: Hang on, is it not? There's no gravity. It's in the other space. way around
2: at you, isn't it? Yeah,
1: Sir John, non-gravity. <laughs>
2: yeah. Sir
1: John, anti-gravity.
2: Sir John, space. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's now it. a lot of people say. Where does the sky end and space begin? Well, a good question, but I'll tell you, the moon, right? That's the border. That's, that's my map, that's my boundary. After that everything's black and there's stars. Below that it's all blue and clouds and I've got no jurisdiction there.
1: Fucking hell, didn't know that. Right, what else? Uh, um
2: yeah. Anyway, get that Kylie Minogue album, and the other one is that. Oh, what's the, the other one? Has got a brilliant video as well. The other Confide big hit off in that me
1: album. was the first single, Fuck wasn't hell. it? Yeah, what
2: a banger, mate. Yes. Confide in me, great album. So Are that's the bangers exciting. in that
1: chart, You sure do by Strike. I think I mentioned that last time, though. Um She's got that vibe. By R. Kelly was a great song before we found yeah. out that R. Kelly was you a got fucking it massive nonce. Now, yeah. you don't
2: really like the Stone Roses, and I know, you know, I sympathize with your reasons, but when they released this single Love mm. Spreads in '94, just before Christmas, it was really exciting because if you'd been really into Stone Roses when they came out, which would have been when I was about 15, and then they had a long five year gap or whatever, four year mm. gap until their second album, people were very excited. And on Radio One, on an evening show, I think Steve Lamac played it and said, this right. is the song. And it was very, very anticipated. I mean, mm. even you'll remember this, even if you're not a big fan. I'll,
1: hey, I'll tell you, I actually like Love Spreads.
2: It's a fucking yeah. good song. That second album's a bit of a dirge in places, but this was what they released before the album, the first single. And it's, re- it's one of their best songs.
1: Yeah, I really like it. Hmm.
2: So that was uh, and I remember it was a proper gathering around the wireless waiting for it to be played yeah. for the first time and it, with a few mates and us all getting tremendously excited by it. But unfortunately then they went went to shit quite quickly.
1: They did. That's what happens. Um mm. yeah, that's about it, I think, from that chart. We'll do another one next time. We've we've ringed all of the fucking joy out of this one. Yeah. We've bled Sweetness
2: aside. by Michelle Gale. Honourable mention. <laughs> I remember, fair enough the
1: sweetness
2: is my weakness. my
1: weakness yeah uh, yeah anyway,
2: there we go there
1: you are that's <laughs> it thanks for listening we'll do we hope little... you've enjoyed
2: it and we hope you agree with me that this is the best podcast out there right now
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll get the random pop blob to choose a new chart for us next time thanks for listening everyone TTFN
2: Dickheads TTFN Dickheads